was it good? What? Hear what I say. We are the business today. Fuck shit is finished today. RT and J. We the new PB and J. We dropped the classic today. We did a tablet of Explorers have searched for it, called it El Dorado. They looked for it in South America, but it was in Africa the whole time. The world has seen it. It's called Black Panther. Many claim it to be the best Marvel film to date, but is it? Oh. Is it? Wow, I see, what, it? I see what you did there. It was great, right? Uh, you, 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 took a, you took a speech yes. from one of the characters in the movie yes. and adapted it for our podcast. Yes. Welcome to Was It Good? Thank you. I'm your host. No, I'm the host. <laughs> Ravi. I'm the host, Ravi. I'm joined by my brothers, Arjuna and Krishna. And Hello. we are Was It Good? We today, of course, are going to be discussing Black Panther. I believe it's called The, Bla- the Panthers of Black. Nope. <laughs> you didn't see the right movie. Oh. <laughs> so, let's just jump right into it. I, I can't jump the big, physically the big, the movie. The big talking points that we have today, I think... Um, this this film came out Thursday, mm-hmm. December. Nope, <laughs> December. February. Damn, what? Wow. Month well, yeah, we're in February. February fifteenth. It came out Thursday. Worldwide. It's already US, it's already in the top five top grossing Thursday uh, movie release uh, releases. Uh, Thursday alone, it brought in uh, domestically twenty five million. <laughs> wow. Uh, That's a chunk of change, you know. Uh, it's a good, it's a good, 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 good. They're they're on their way to making back that two hundred million that it cost to make it. Uh, they're expected to make two hundred around two hundred million just the opening weekend, that, and that's that's what they. That's According they to the, the most reliable source on the internet, Wikipedia, <laughs> the box office gross currently is three hundred sixty-one million off what? of a budget of two hundred million. But Wh- that, that's because it opens up in some countries yep. a few days before, yeah, like but England still, and Ireland. Yep. And it's only been like two days, twenty-five minutes, twenty-five minutes. Because the worldwide yeah. premiere was January 29th at the Dolby Theater, which is interesting. Why at the Dolby and not at the El Cap? For the premiere, they don't usually use the El Cap for premieres. For Marvel? For Marvel, they no. did it. For, they didn't, didn't they do Guardians two at uh, El Cap? Not at El Cap. They did it at the Chinese. Interesting. Oh, yeah. the Chinese theater. Yes, yes. You know, oh, Disney has their own theater, but they're like, let's not do the premieres there. That they should do one sense. at the um the Scientology theater, ArcLight. <laughs> uh, w- Different well, podcast. The, this is the last episode of the podcast because because <laughs> the Scientologists are coming. <laughs> just for us. they just shut us down. So the film itself is the first one. This is. Another crazy fact about this film is the first uh, film to be directed by a black director. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In the Marvel universe. Cinematic Universe. Um, it's also the first film, I believe, in the United States, or Juno fact-checked me on this, um, to make so much money by a black director. Well, that's, good. that's a good uh, stat. Uh, get I'm Out, not, get out probably, I'm not sure. probably did pretty yeah, well, Jordan, but, but I think Jordan not Peele's the same was, level. But this one, this is going to probably... This point already has... Probably now, already has the that, right? A lot of people are kind of interested into in in how how is this film making so much money so quickly? And a lot of people, uh, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, on Twitter there's a movement uh, called the Black Panther Challenge. Mm. It's a hashtag that's been gaining quite a bit of momentum, where people are going out and challenging people to um, assist others to go out and actually. Uh, help other people that are less fortunate to go see the movie. Wow! So churches, schools, organizations are renting out theaters um, in area. It all started in New York City in areas that um, aren't doing so well financially and so forth. Sure. So that others can go see the film. I just got goosebumps. Really? That's crazy. That's yeah. really cool. So that's awesome because you know I think this is a an important film. Um, we are. As a lot, I think we've we've the three of us said it many times. We're at that point where we're kind of comic book fatigued out, right? Yes, a hundred percent. Just well, comic I mean, book movie. After I mean, comic I mean, just to uh, we talking about what? This is the eighteenth movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. On May second of this year, we would have been ten years since the release of the first Iron Man. So we're not even at the ten year point, and we've had eighteen. Movies within the same universe wow. that you could consider movies one through eighteen, right? Telling yep. one story that's building up to the next Marvel mm. movie. Just Marvel movie pur- nineteen. Purple giant who just wants to wear fashionable jewelry. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So I think that's interesting. I think it's interesting that, like Ravi said, Ryan Coogler. I mean, uh, you know, is the first 
African-American director within this Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's It's been mostly white males, uh, you know, predominantly directing these movies so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the last two movies, you know, I've had different, different directors. We still haven't had a female director mm. uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Christian's application is up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, That's an insult ju- to women. <laughs> yeah, well, I yeah. feel like it's an insult to humanity. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, <laughs> hey, bro, how you doing? Um, Wait, you're in the same room as me. Crap. <laughs> Crap. I mean, the other crazy things. The movie right now on Rotten Tomatoes. Give you know, granted, and you know, please, Rotten Tomatoes, don't sue us for what I'm about to say. They're not the best, most reliable thing anymore. No, not They're definitely no. paid off, but it's kind of cool to see that Black Panther is sitting at a nice. 97%. Still it, at 97. Yeah. It, it, was at, it dropped a point. It was at 98 yesterday. It was, when it was at 98, I don't know if this still holds true at 97, it was the highest rated comic book superhero movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Higher yes. than the More Dark Knight? Yeah. 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 I think Dark Knight was 95. Wow. wow. That's incredible. And that and that's a, another interesting thing. Um, a few people I've spoken to have said this. They're not big into the whole comic book thing. They don't follow comics. They don't watch you know the Marvel uh, cartoon series like you know we do because we're losers um we're they, winners they have lives and they came out of that film and said it didn't seem like a comic book film mm. it seemed like an actual movie <laughs> I and think, yeah are we, are we if, jumping in uh-huh are we jumping in yep let's do it do all it. right do it christian Me? rip it apart i loved it i 100 percent oh big surprise it. Uh, yeah, probably not a huge surprise, but no, I, I think, um, right now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of debating. I'm like, it might be the best, it it might be my most favorite Marvel movie to date. I I have to see it again, Mm -hmm. but it was so good. And, you know, some of the reasons that I thought it was so good, it really didn't have anything to do with Infinity Wars, which was so refreshing. refreshing. That was that was so good. I was happy they didn't throw in the last Infinity Stone. Yeah, because oh, this was the last. That would have been annoying. This was yeah. the last movie movie before. before yeah. and it was intru- it was actually refreshing to read uh, a couple interviews from Ryan Coogler. I recommend anyone who hasn't read any of his press junket interviews read them. He's very insightful on the whole process. He's a big comic book fan as well, and he talked about he talked about how. The you know Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios were very hands off in terms of elements they had to put in. He didn't spoiler alerts for anyone who hasn't seen Black Panther by the way. Uh, he didn't have to put in the Infinity Stone. He didn't even have to put in the the uh, I won't get get to this the post credit scene with Bucky in it. That wasn't a Marvel mandate. He wanted to do that. He yeah. wanted to have this fun rift with with Bucky and what the future was for him. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that was that that's really cool and refreshing to hear from. The, the Marvel overlords, because I, I feel like in phase <laughs> two specifically. Yeah. The Marvel overlords. And, that's, and, that, and that brings yeah. up, that's another reason I really like this movie more than maybe any other Marvel movie since the really early ones, is that it because it didn't, Ryan Coogler wasn't under this pressure to world build stuff the movie yeah. with all these allu- uh, like allu- you know illusions and odes and all kinds of other crap to other movies and also to the future of the entire franchise. Uh, it felt like he could take his time with it and tell this very uh, streamlined but cohesive story and let like certain aspects of it breathe. Right. And mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna say right off the bat, I think uh, Killmonger, um, which was played by Michael B. Jordan, fantastic villain. I really enjoyed. Uh, so I, you know, and obviously I've, I've spoken to some actor friends and. You know, they they once. say uh, they say that you know he kind of overacted it, and you come across with this one emotion. Yes, but people like that actually exist. People who are like, oh no, actually, I'm really angry all the time, and it was believable. I looked at him and I was like, I would be terrified to be in the same room with that guy. Christian, are you angry? I'm always angry. Uh, I think oh, Christian, oh, there was boy. something interesting you said yesterday, right after the movie. Hmm. You said, hands down, the best. Superhero origin movie you ever said? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I'm gonna put uh, it above it, Iron Man one. Yeah, uh, uh, that's the only one in my opinion that would compete. Guardians of the Galaxy, I guess, is an origin story as well. Wait, so we, I forgot are, about that. Are one. we talking superhero just within the Marvel Cinematic Universe or yeah, across the board? No, no, Marvel, the Marvel, oh, Marvel because the best, hands down, still the best origin story is the Dark Knight trilogy. Well, the origin story would be Batman Begins. Yes. I'm talking about single movie. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Um, but no, I, I would. This this one was really good. Real ah, man, yeah, it's it's up there with Iron Man one and Guardians of the Galaxy. Again, I'd have to see it again to to say it's definitely above those, but it's it's definitely on par. Well, it's different because it's not a true origin story, right? He's been Black Panther for a while. He's just be- it's more of an origin story of him becoming king. Yeah, so which that, is more which interesting. Is interesting. Yeah, for sure. And I think that goes back to the the idea that no, it doesn't feel like a comic book movie. Mm. It feels like something else, which. It's refreshing. Yeah, Arjuna, your kind of like initial thoughts on the thing. So the I, thing. I I liked it a lot, but I didn't. I wouldn't say I loved it. Get I, out. I well. Oh, that's a great movie. That's a great movie as well. Uh, <laughs> I, I do want to see it again, but there were some. I mean, there it, it still to me there was the the typical. There were some of the typical Marvel staples with the you know the comedic lines kind of thrown in thrown in. The comic book logic a little bit, sure. uh, you know, specifically after, and, and these are just nitpicks. They're not major. I, I think on the whole, it's a beautifully shot movie. It's a well, it's a very well acted movie. It's it's definitely one of the best offerings Marvel has to offer, but I, I don't think it's perfect because, you know, there, there are some, some things I would change uh, after uh, T'Challa dies, you know, when everyone thinks he falls off and, and is is bested <laughs> by Killmonger, that the whole sequence of you know them leaving, and you know then get getting the flo- getting the uh, the I, f- I forget what it's called the, the magic the, flower that gives you the power of the black panther. Yeah, you know getting That's that. That's what it's called. You know, it's very <laughs> comic book logicy where you know she's picking it up because he's still alive to give it to him, even though within the context of the movie they think he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. It's supposed to be for this other. You know, the the logic is the barking man. Yeah, it, it's it's very it's very like. Y- y- you have to suspend disbelief, which you know I understand. Again, it is. It's a movie. It's it is a, a it's movie. It's what we're supposed to do. But, when we, we get but, in there. You know, I, I, and as much I love Chadwick Boseman, uh, and I loved Killmonger, but I think the supporting characters for me were what really shined. The female characters. Yep. Yeah. The sister, uh, I thought, play was was really great. And uh, fun fact, on the the actress who plays the, the sister, Letitia Letitia Wright, was born in Georgetown, Guyana. Shut what? up. Yeah. And she's she, Guyanese. And then she moved to England when she was seven. Shut up. Whoa. She's Guyanese. She's a Guyanese. Oh, Brit. for those listening, um, why that's interesting for the three of us. Our father was born in Guyana. Guyana. Our, Guyana. Grandma, our grandmother from both sides. Bro, both sides. Well, all our grandparents. Yeah, yeah all, all our grandparents. Yeah, we're yeah. from Guyana. And Guyana is a, a small country in South America. A dad would kill us if we didn't mention um, the country where the Jim Jones. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jim Jones happened know. down there. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, its claim to fame. That Yeah. Pretty and, much. and, well, now we have something positive. Exactly. She. Also, she's she a representation. In, she was also in a 2015 episode of Doctor Who, Face the Raven. Boo! Boo! I hate her. And Get her off the show. So, show. here is my initial reaction to the film Black Panther. I'm ready. Drum roll, please. I uh, wish I had a drum roll. Yeah. Thing. You're, you're, you're just going to have to fired. imagine it. I liked it. Yeah, that is. Uh, I liked it, and I'm going to do it to you one step further. I felt an emotional connection. What? <laughs> Damn, Gary. This is like that. And I, and I hate, uh, I hate, oh, sorry. I hate, I hate, I hate the fact that I sat there and I teared up. What? So when? When Kill, when, um, is it Killmonger? Killmonger. Killmonger's the Michael B. Jordan right. character. When Killmonger yeah. and, and the Black Panther are overlooking the sunset wow. and everything has happened with this character, these two individuals, their cousins, they are paying for the, the sins of their fathers. Um, they love their country. They love, you know, all of that respectable stuff. <laughs> and, you know, the Black Panther says, we can heal you. And Michael B. Jordan's like, no. And he just pulls the dagger out and kills himself. And I was like, yeah. this well, is so the, sad. That, I mean, uh, uh, the line, the li- it, it I, resonates. That it, was the, it, it yeah, and the, and the line was, yeah, I apologize. I mentioned that. The line he says is, like our ancestors, they would have rather jumped off the boats than live a life of bondage and servitude and so forth. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was saying is, Sure, the prison that um, Black Panther would have stuck him in may be nice or whatever. Maybe he has free Wi-Fi, but it's still bondage <laughs> and slavery. Yeah. So I will go a step beyond. Uh, to, I teared up. To further that, Tear. I think one of the be- the best attributes of this movie was the soundtrack as well. Yes. And I'm a big proponent of Guardians because I love the the compilation and the mix that they have from the different eras, the, you know, predominantly the 80s. But, and the, the original score for Guardians, though, is good. It's not great. Um, but this, I think, the original score and the the 
Kendrick supplemented Lamar. the Kendrick Lamar album were both fantastic. And I think that elevates it. I think that just elevated the movie completely. Puts like it on another level, and I've been sure. nonstop listening to it. Um, Christian picked me up this morning, and he was listening to some nonsense, and I really <laughs> wanted to just change it to the Black Panther you sh- Why did you say something? I was too excited to tell you about our adventures last night. Oh, that's true. Yes. Um, that is another episode for another time. I danced. I danced the night away. Wow. He did. Uh, considering the setting, that is shocking. <laughs> <laughs> did you get stapled? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, other, the other big thing that y- whenever I look at a Marvel, I, I've always been kind of a hater on Marvel and Disney with their CGI. <laughs> I will say this. The action sequences, really well done. They were interesting. Yes. I didn't feel like I was getting a headache. Granted, I didn't see it in 3D, thank God. But I will say this. They used a casino scene. Also, real quick, what is it with Disney and casino scenes? Why is this becoming like a new thing for them? In Star Wars The Last Jedi, casino scene. Oh, In the Black Panther, casino scene. Friend of Was It Good, Matt Ryan, pointed out that every Marvel film's battles always end on some type of bridge. It's symbolism. It's symbolism. Casinos represent the dark side of humanity and all of their addictions. Really? Hence Gambling's, why Gambling's half the movies... Bad. Huh? Cam- oh, it's bad actually. Well, yeah. it's not that nothing is bad. It's when you take it to an extreme, right? So, um, uh, uh, real but, quick, uh, uh, I just have to mention about the sure. CGI. Your comment on CGI. Yep. I have to point out that when we saw the first trailer the very for first Black Panther, yes. and I, I forget what movie, probably Wonder Woman, or no, not Wonder Woman. Uh, way back, over a year ago, about a year ago. Ravi, I think, looked at me yep. almost in tears. No, not really, but uh, looked at me and was like, that is the worst CGI I have ever seen. So, yeah, specifically what we're talking about is the, the, the first trailer, there's a sequence when they're in South Korea, and he's on the uh, Lexus that his sister is driving. He has the kinetic energy in his suit, and he basically jumps off of an SUV, does this crazy flip. The car's exploding and flipping behind him. He's doing these backflips, and he lands perfectly on the Lexus. When that first first came out, it was so shiny and garbage looking. Yes, I I teared up there too. Man, I cry a lot. Clearly, <laughs> I should figure out You're my emo- emotion. You're an emotional guy. When I saw it on the theater in the theater, yes, they cleaned it up and it was a lot better. My there are two sequences that I I want to complain about with the CGI. Number one, when he's doing the initial. Um, uh, what is it? The initial, uh, hey, you're going to become king. The ceremony the to ceremony become king. king. There's a shot where the camera pans up to the crowd. Yeah. That was just complete and utter garbage. It looked like somebody took the image, took it to Windows Paint, and then did the select tool and did copy-paste. Well, well, I'll, Wait, I'll how go, do you know that's what I did? It, it, no, I'll go one step further. It, right When we talked about Star Trek Discovery last week in the terms of the when what? they did the medal ceremony. It wasn't that it, bad. I think it was. Oh, Cause, no. Because it, yes. it stuck out to me as well. Yeah. And I don't have as keen of an eye as Ravi when it comes to CGI, but yeah. I noticed too when it panned up. It, it, it just lo- looked bad. It, it looked like the... It it looked that's funny you said because when I was sitting in the theater, I was like, man, our tunes probably thinking the same thing this this stuff looks worse than but, but the and, freaking well, and, and star trek well, discovery and no nothing was worse than well, star trek well and, and here's the thing the the problem with the cgi stuff was it didn't move at the same rate or pace <laughs> as anyone below it so you could easily like they were moving much faster yes. at the top yes. than they were at the bottom like, they're more excited they, <laughs> <laughs> what is your issue like, it just, <laughs> we're closer it yeah. just it just it looked bad. For, for a movie that was so delicately put together, it was just a glaring omission of And then the other something. In the casino sequence, the fight sequence, there's a part where Claw is upstairs and the Black Panther, now he's not dressed as the Black Panther, he's got his regular cool, cool casino outfit on. Yeah. Right? Suit. His James Bond suit. His James Bond suit. And he does this kind of jump up to yeah. get to him. He was all CG'd there, and it was painfully obvious that it was CG. A real and human I, can't jump that high. I, well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> there, there's they? rigging. There's rigging. There's lines yeah. and cables and stuff. Wait, was Why this did your you rant? Have... Yeah, I guess. Rant time. <laughs> I love it. Is this your rant? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> like, why, why couldn't you just use practical effects? Because Ravi... Like, I get the Black Panther flipping over a car and doing the crazy backflips and then landing perfectly on the Lexus. I get that. Yes, that's safer. Two reasons. Two reasons. The two reasons are this. Insurance, and there's only so much time you have to cram all this stuff in to make this movie. You're on, you're on tight deadlines, especially for a studio movie. It's true. It's, it takes a lot longer to rig someone up, 
uh, and get it shot. Then, I, then it is to go into into Windows Paint and just paint the guy <laughs> jumping up onto I don't think it's the... Windows Paint. I, I, I don't think that's what they use. But, Christian... Wait, how do you know? Hold on a second. <laughs> hold on. This movie is a piece of art, right? It's uh, yeah. supposed to... They're... I'm being a little facetious. I know, but they're they're making this film for fans, for people. They want people to enjoy it, to look at it and go, oh, okay... They don't want people like me to sit here and complain about their bad CGI. You would assume they don't, but maybe they do. Ravi, with all due respect, to quote a uh, good friend of the show, uh, Emerald 03469, I shit art. I, I birthed myself from the canals of creativity. Our parents did this. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Our, Mom. Hi, Dad. They created these monsters. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yes. Uh, I, I want to talk about the post credit scenes as that's become such a Marvel staple. Let's uh, uh um Oh, okay. I guess there, yeah, not just just yet. I, I still there are a couple of things I wanted to More rant times? Not more rants. I mean Rant time. It's not ranting. I actually wanted to give props to oh, uh, I don't have a props time. You should you had a props time. Ravi, yeah, why we, are we, you So, real quick, <laughs> the the love story, the general love story that was between uh the Black Panther and Lupita Nyong'o's character who everyone was named really really Hold well Nakia. done. Yeah, Nakia. And I compare it to other love stories within the Marvel Cinematic Universe such as There's no other good one. Exactly. The Hulk <laughs> and Scarlett Johansson. It's a pretty. Good, I think yeah. that's a second. That's <laughs> a horrible. No, I think it's, <laughs> I, hate it. I think it's better than like uh, Iron Man and um. Oh, that that one's whatever terrible. her that name is. That our romance is better than Iron Man and Pepper Potts. But I think they did a really good job of kind of embedding that into the film, making you once again actually kind of care for them. Um, and I, I, don't know, I looked at it. I was like, this is actually kind of cute. Two words for that love story: subtle and lovely. Uh, on the flip side of that, there was a bad love story in this between uh, Okeo, played by Danny Guerrero Michonne, and uh, Wakabi, who's played by Daniel uh, Kalu. Yeah, they're going to have therapy for like, I was ever. confused by I that was, love story. I was very... Uh, Real that romance. is pretty that, straightforward. No, no, no I, I just think it... it that wasn't enough. It did not... That whole subplot with, with Wakabi felt unnecessary. Uh, in the movie, and if there, if there's one thing I do want to criticize about the plotting and the story of the movie, it's Wakabi's. I understand that they're building him up to be this friend, and then he kind of betrays him, and that's how Killmonger gets in. Right. But it was just very poorly done. Yeah. They had two scenes together. Right. To develop their friendship, they didn't really show any of that. Yeah. It it, I it, agree. Ca- it came off as that came off as very cartoony. And, Is this your and rant time? Book. Rant time. <laughs> it's very comic booky. <laughs> And everything, and I just felt like they kind of wasted uh, Daniel's they acting abilities. Speak, yeah. Speaking of wasting, and Daniel still did a good job. By oh, the way. If, yeah, uh, I think definitely he still did. Was great. Speaking of wasting, an amazing actor, and his character was Andy Circus Smeagol. Yeah. Why? 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 Why was he crazy? Or no, why, did he why did they have to kill him so quickly? I, okay, I get I, why they I, have I, to I, I'm kind of glad they did because he, he was annoying. Under really? Yeah. He was great. He was. He was. They. He was. He was he good. Makes me want to be a bad guy. But he was Had perfect. One too many scenes. He. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Just he, maybe was, he was one or two. He was great for like, and he, he works well. I think uh, in this brief, you know, kind of a way because. He's he's kind of an intense guy with like you know this crazy persona. He's it, it's like a, a less serious Joker, and you know I just I, if, having him in for longer than what he was in for the movie would have made me would have been kind of painful for me. I will say this: the I I see what they were going. They kind of went to maybe trick the audience a little bit, thinking Claus totally. is the villain, even though all the marketing and everything clearly showed Michael B. Jordan as the villain. Mm-hmm. So when that came halfway through, I understood what they were going for, but it, it felt a little, again, comic booky, right? It's uh, a comic the, book movie. The true villain is, is sitting in front of you the whole time. It's the guy you don't, you know, you don't think it's it's that. Also, one, one shot that I did find that I kind of chuckled at, it seemed a little weird. When they do the heist at the near the beginning of the movie, Michael B. Jordan and Andy Serkis, and then and then Michael B. runs into the van, and then he like he tells the girl to come to him, and they just start making out as the as the ambulance drives away. Or no, keep going. Yeah, uh, and does that? I was I was just like, what? Wait, wait. Did you catch though? Right after they start making out, and Andy then Serkis Andy Serkis like looks at them, <laughs> and then like pauses for like what seems like forever, and then it's like. Then looks back and closes the door. I'm like, what yeah, a weird yeah. that, that what whole a thing weird was just a little it was a little I was like huh. I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. Uh, it was a little I was it was, like, it was it, so it added, over the top. It added to his character. Yeah. Of the just, insanity like, that is over the top. Yeah. yeah. And Michael B. Jordan too, like 
the reason and the reason I liked Michael B. Jordan just to circle around sure, real quick bro, back to that sure. why I liked it was because in the beginning he clearly um, he he's clearly coming across as like this like kind of almost goofy over the top kind of a guy right especially with that you know that that ridiculous makeout scene and you know like some of his lines um at the in the uh in the museum like and then once you start to get to know his like backstory to me it changes he becomes this intense broken angry guy you know uh and it i feel like it seems like it's a pretty one-dimensional portrayal but i don't think it is i think it's it's, it's very subtle And I, I think that, you know, maybe some people either appreciate that or some people overlooked it or some, most people just don't care about that kind of stuff. But I think he did a great job. I'm a, I'm a huge Michael B. Jordan fan. Um, I've, I've never seen anything that he's done that I didn't like. So I, mean, I am a little biased, him, but I think he did a great him job. Him and Ryan Coogler work very well together. Yeah, unbelievable. Sure. I mean, Creed was – well, I haven't seen it, but everyone's been ranting. You haven't seen Creed? Still haven't seen it yet, no. I have it on Blu-ray if you want to borrow it. Oh, okay. I, 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 you might you might have the same reaction as you did for Get Out. Maybe not the same exact reaction, but I think you'll have the same surprise. Well, I don't think you will because Get Out is, you know – Crazy. It's crazy. It's just <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that's true. And you don't really like sports movies, do you? I don't like sports. But you like Rocky, don't you? No, no, he definitely does not. I only like Rocky Four when he faces the Russian. Oh, that's such gonna a be Creed Two. Yeah, Creed Two, he faces the Russian, the Russian son. Of course he does, because that just makes sense. It does, because his th- the it doesn't make sense. Drago killed his dad. Yeah, Drago really? kills Apollo. Yeah, who's it, Rocky you have to, at the very You beginning. can't you can't tell an Apollo Creed or a Creed movie, Adonis Creed story without bringing Drago back in, which is hilarious. And to awesome. to to bring it around back to death, Andy Serkis. I have a theory of why his character died. His contract with Disney has expired. That is why. <laughs> that is why Snoke died in the Last Jedi. That's why Claw's not the like. Well, Wait, we can't he resign. played Snoke. Yes. Yeah, you didn't know that? He, he didn't do the voice though, right? Yes. Yeah, he did. That's his. That's voice. his. That's all him. All that's him. Andy Circus. Yes. yes. Wow. She's like I Star was Wars some... is the greatest movie ever. No, <laughs> no, no. But it, I was wondering. I thought it was like an old British guy playing Snoke. No, no, no. Andy Serkis oh, is Andy dynamic. Serkis. Interesting. Yeah. And All right. Fair, I mean, he fair. is British, isn't he? Yes, he is British. Yeah. He's very British. Yeah, but he's not old. He's, he's just middle aged. He's kind of getting old. He's middle aged. I will he's, say this. Andy... Made, he watch an interview with the guy. He just goes all over the place. It's really fun. So I have a theory. Another theory with Andy Serkis. I believe when Andy Serkis did Lord of the Rings with Sean Bean, Sean Bean passed off his I Always Die curse in movies to Andy Serkis. It's not a curse. It's a gift. It might be, but Andy Serkis in the vast majority of his movies has died. Yeah. Well, put it this way, right? You get paid a lot of money for like 20 minutes of work. So it's a gift. Uh, it's true, actually. I mean, maybe. That, that, if that's your thing, tr- trust me. Trumpian loves being like the highest paid actor in Game of Thrones season one and then never having to do another Game of Thrones episode ever again. I don't think he's he ever it. done like another interview or any <laughs> reunion with any of the cast he ever doesn't care. He hates them. He, he's he not a people's so? person. No, definitely not. He, actually, you know what? Here's my theory on why he hasn't done that. Okay. Real quick. Last theory, Sorry. and then we got to kind of gear this I back. Theory. No. No, no, the theory is this, is that um, Ned Stark is coming back, and so... Uh, that's one thing, or one of the many things, but you know, one important thing George R. R. Martin told um, Sean Bean and the producers, and so they actually are purposely trying to keep Sean Bean off the radar. Well, you heard it here first, well, guys. Actually, also one one interesting fact about Sean Bean. Oh my uh, goodness! So you hear about how a lot of actors are method. This actors. is about Black Panther. I know, but we like to go on, you know, tangents here. I need a tangent drop. I- I'll do one. Tangent drop. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean B. So a lot of actors are method actors, right? We heard about Jared Leto, you know, sending condoms to his his, his coworkers. Cast, yeah, for Wait, condoms. We've seen yes, the Jim great. and Andy Netflix documentary where Jim Carrey stayed as Andy Kaufman the whole time. Uh, well, most of it. Sean yeah. Bean is the opposite of a method actor. As soon as the camera stops rolling, he goes right back into Sean Bean and like cracks a joke or something. <laughs> so apparently, like allegedly, when he did Lord of the Rings: Fellowship of the Ring and he died, they did his death scene and he was dead. And then as soon as they said cut, he like shot up and like said some stupid joke that <laughs> almost ruined the take. <laughs> <laughs> because because um, so Viggo Mortensen probably you know died of laughter because I was so bringing it back to Black Panther. So obviously, I think uh, visually, you know, the movie had a couple of problems, so but I think for, for as on the whole, it was still beautiful. Like still it was beautiful, 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 still beautiful. What do you guys? How do you guys feel about the movie from uh, a cultural perspective? Because you know, this is, you know, I kind of went into this movie thinking, are we going to kind of get, and I know 
As I as I'm thinking and I'm about to say it, I know we're gonna get hate mail, but that's fine. Everyone has an opinion. Wait, we have this is an opinion. We have fans. (laughs) Info at badtacos.pictures. Send me all your hate mail. Anyway, when I went into this, I had a concern that we're going to fall into we're gonna kinda get this Wonder Woman type thing happening here. And what I mean by that before everyone starts running at me with pitchforks, Wonder Woman Everyone was raving how amazing it is, great film, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I feel that film was kind of overshadowed because it was an all-female cast, right? Well, if you, Chris Pratt. Right, exactly. If I you, mean, Pine. Yeah, Pine. I mean, whatever. If you remove the fact that it, you know, there was you know, uh, uh, a female director and, and all that stuff, right, and you just looked at it just as a, a comic book movie, that movie's terrible. It's just bad well it doesn't so i went i went into this movie thinking are we hyping it up because we are you know we're we're saying you know there's there's an african-american director it's all african-american cast etc 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 are we like hyping it up because on some level there is still a huge racial problem in this country of course are we hyping it and we're gonna go see it and everyone's gonna be kind of i don't know forgetful of the fact Mm -hmm. that no no it's a terrible terrible film yeah um Thankfully, that did not happen this case. Mm-hmm. But are we finally, do you think, getting to a point where we can go into and go in and see a film, and it doesn't have to have some kind of political tie or some no, kind of political? We're not there. Yeah, yet. Definitely, I hate this. We'll, we'll never, we'll never, will be. So, uh, I was thinking about this actually the other day. Um, politics, unfortunately, whether you participate or not, isn't everything. Politics is is simply opinion. That that is what politics is, right? We live in. My God. So if you have an opinion. You are political, whether you think so or not, whether you realize it or not, whether you participate or not. Mm. Going in terms of the cultural impact, um, I left the movie theater say, uh, thinking to myself, this is the perfect movie at the perfect time. Uh, it, I, I think Ryan Coogler had a tremendous burden and responsibility, right? Uh, this movie, uh, whether explicitly or not, is sub- it was given the green light and one of the undercurrent uh, opportunities for the movie is to literally empower the the African-American, or not just African, the black community of the world. The reason you feel for Killmonger so much yes. is because he wants... His cause isn't that bad no, when you think not, about what he wants all. to do. He no. wants to bring equality back to African-Americans. Now, his ideas of how to do it are not the greatest. Yeah. But just as a quick side note here, um, yeah. we are not endorsing Killmonger. We are not endorsing Killmonger. Thank <laughs> Bad you. Tackle's official position is no endorsement for Killmonger. <laughs> our official our official stance on everything is we know millennials. <laughs> we, <are bad laughs> we get millennials, okay? We, we get them. So <laughs> a, a fun thing I read, actually, I just want to drop this. Wow, it's a helicopter. They're coming North for us. North Carolina. Why? <laughs> Take your shirt off. It's been like Stop. a helicopter. So, <laughs> oh my God. This comic came out in the, uh, was first introduced in the 40s. Wow, was it? No, 50s. No. Wait, Black Fact Panther? Me. Yeah. Um, um, anyway, when crazy the, early. When, when, the movie, when the comic series first came out, it was obviously done with uh, Stanley, Jack Kirby. Yep. Marvel at the time said to, to Jack Kirby, uh, love, love, the, love the story. Very cool. Interesting character. He debuted in the Fantastic Four issue number 52 uh, on July in 1966. 66? Okay, so 60s. So when he had his own line, his own standard, standard comic line, Marvel said to Jack Kirby, hey, love the character. Awesome stuff. Love what you're doing with it. You know, empowerment. Great. This is so cool. Country, technology, da-da-da. They said to him, you know, could you include um, more white characters? Right to make it more appealing to the masses because mm-hmm. you know Marvel at the, the world unfortunately at the time you know comics were not as widely uh, available or whatever. Mm-hmm. So what Jack Kirby did was he drew in a bunch of KKK members. <laughs> oh my God! Wait, what? <laughs> wow! Yo, that, there, there's fantastic. your white cast. Oh my there's God. your white cast. I thought right. that was that was fun. applause I was like, wow. to Jack Kirby. I do, so let's bring in the, the one main white character of of the of the movie, Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo Baggins. We should we should talk about you know Agent Ross. I thought he was pretty good. Who came from Civil War? Mm. Yep. Uh, and everything. CIA. Did, CIA. Did, did, did anyone? Uh, I didn't feel this way, but I've 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 read some. You know, internet rumblings that they felt his character was forced into there. 
again, again, almost for the same idea of we can't be an all-black cast. We need to bring in the white outsider, which his character very much is throughout the movie. I think it's a lose-lose situation because mm-hmm. if he's there, this happens. If he's not there, why is... Why does it have to be an all-black class? I thought we're doing it, equality. Because it blah, takes blah, blah, blah. place in Africa. <laughs> like, I mean, I think it's a lose-lose. The, to me, the only way that you could solve that problem is cast me as Agent Ross. Oh, an Indian. An Indian. Ah, I yeah. like that. Yeah. Even even after Martin Freeman was cast uh, <laughs> in Civil War. I, I personally had no issue with it. Um, I thought he was great. Uh, and the, the whole the, One of the main central uh, storylines in Black Panther is that T'Challa wants to, fighting against some of his own people, um, help the rest of the world and work with other people. So it, it, you have to have an outside element to show that. You know, and, to, and, and Martin Freeman's character represents literally what T'Challa is trying to do. As in, he's, he's saved his life. He's going to work with him. They yeah. work together to defeat evil and save the world. And actually, that's my next point. How, you know, with the mid-credit scene, we see Wakanda now come out of the shadows and reveal yes. to the we UN. are the most advanced nation in the entire world. Right. Yeah. How does that I change the Marvel Cinematic Universe? It, it should. It should. It should completely change. Well, it. I mean, we'll look see. at look at the. Well, I mean, so if you go and look at like any of the TV shows or the the TV show, lines, the, the TV shows at this point, even though they're in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, don't even oh, sorry, touch. Sorry. No, no, I'm talking about the anime. Oh, TV I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 the anime TV shows. Yeah. Um, and even just in the general comic, the comic book line lineup, like Avengers and so forth, because the Black Panther is an Avenger, then becomes a secret Avenger. Um, they share their technology um, kind of at the very end of the movie um, he is with his sister at the same area where in Oakland in Oakland California, California and they're you know they're doing like an outreach program that's kind of what their involvement is with the right. world yeah. they are still because they're, they're smart right I mean the whole reason they put themselves in exile is because on some level they know that this is great technology sure but with technology, with power comes corruption, evil, and so forth, right? So, and even in the comics and the and the the anime TV shows and stuff, you still see Wakanda kind of a little bit reserved. They still don't allow necessary outsiders within their city. They have like these outreach centers and outreach programs, and they provide financial assistance and so forth. But are we going to see more involvement? Because then the post credit scene has Bucky. In it. And he's referred to as, as you pointed out, the, the white, white wolf. wolf. And the white wolf is an outsider who is allowed within to Wakanda, mm-hmm. who eventually portrays Wakanda and becomes a mercenary. <laughs> Wait, what? It, within, the, but Bucky, one, one but the in the lines. comics, Bucky oh, never oh, becomes oh. white wolf. Yep, but I he's see. referred to as white wolf, so people believe now he'll go from Winter Soldier to the white wolf mm-hmm. and potentially being ingrained within Wakanda. I think yeah. we already know, though, Wakanda's involvement with the world. It's in the trailer of Infinity Wars. They fight evil well, with we, the world. Well, okay, so that that sequence actually. So the next time we see Wakanda, yeah, is in the Infinity War trailer. Yeah, but you'll notice it's Thanos is one of his many stupid armies of stupid things, running and charging and attacking the city. They're attacking the city for the uh, vibranium. Of course they are. Are they doing it for the vibranium? Or because a lot of people assumed it was for an Infinity Stone. Why? Why would Thanos be going after vibranium when he just wants the stones? That's true. Can't, can't the win the gauntlet with the stones trump? Um, yes, vibranium? I mean it depends. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, even if though you have the Infinity Gauntlet, you still need raw resources and other things if you're trying to. I don't to know create your army. That, that I mean, I don't know if you're trying to create that big spinny thing to, that shows up in New York City. To, to go back to the uh, to go back to the I figured out the movie. <laughs> well, to go back to the Infinity Stone argument, that's why a lot of people assumed an Infinity Stone was in Black Panther because. You know there are th- what three main there are three main locations shown in the Infinity War trailer. There's the New York there's New York with Doctor Strange, Iron Man, and Spider Man, uh, and Hulk. There is space, which is Thor, Loki, and the Guardians, and, and the Hulk. No, sp- Thor, uh, Hulk didn't show up in space in the trailer. Oh, you're talking yeah, about the trailer. In the trailer, trailer. Oh, okay. and then in there's Wakanda, which shows Captain America, uh, oh, yeah. Winter Soldier, mm. War Machine. Um, Wait, War Machine was in it? Yeah, yeah. War you guys like that? You see him fly in. Oh yeah, remember at the end of Civil War, he has this thing on his the the rig. Yeah. Okay. Also, no, nothing yeah. lasts forever in Marvel Cinematic. Also, Universe. remember, um, fun, fun. Another well, thing. Well, okay, can I just oh, yeah, yeah, point yeah, real quick? Yeah. Uh, and the Hulk, and a lot of people have assumed like the the series of events potentially is space, New York, and then Wakanda. So Wakanda is the climax of of the first Infinity Wars movie, which is interesting and has 
giving credence to the fact of what the Russo brothers have said is, you know, the movie is broken up into different parts with different casts almost. So it's but like almost a bunch of mini movies within a movie. Six hours. That's that's <laughs> how long this is gonna be. No, uh, it's actually just under three. It's probably gonna be right around three. Three hours. Three. Uh, yeah. yeah, that sounds about so, right. So I mean, I, I mean, it remains to be seen how because how much can you really glean from a trailer? You know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of things will change, and you know, we, because just because we haven't seen Tony Stark in Wakanda in the trailer doesn't mean he's not there, right? Right. Or you know, same and, thing with the Hulk, or Spider Man, or the Guardians, or Thor, right? And just because like, or the X Men, just because we haven't seen, you know, just it's because true. we haven't seen Captain Marvel in space doesn't mean she's not there. Wait, did the uh, sorry, uh, just did Disney get 20th Century Fox? Oh, for the love of God, Christian, do you pay attention to the news? No, I try the, not to. The deal has been agreed upon, By but both it, companies. It, is still, it is still under review probably for the Federal next regulations. Year. So th- there, oh, will be right. no, uh, there will be no X-Men characters. Okay. What if Hugh Jackson, I will Jackson say just this. shows up? I will say this up. real quick. 2018 is the first Infinity War. 2019 is the second. And then now after that, in 2020 and beyond, we're in a new phase. By 2019, the deal is supposed to be legally signed and done. Yeah. So I bet I bet you see a tease at the very end of the next Avengers movie, like Hugh Jackman. Well, and and and, I'm and dead. so here I, I want to make two more points before I, um, I'm no. done with the movie forever. Uh, when he's done, by the way, he will uh, quietly take his headphones off, unplug his mic, and walk out the room. Well, actually, just one, really. And it's now you know with Black Panther, we have the first Infinity Wars movie, you know, Avengers three, four, whatever you want to call them coming out and we know that after these movies phase three will be done and the marvel cinematic universe will look very different it will reset but but what i've no it will kind of but we're starting to see the seeds of how it could reset right with black panther with what i feel like wakanda is going to be a big part of the next the next iteration of marvel uh with wakanda's resources with uh, Black Panther's sister, there's a popular internet theory mm. out there right now that the Black Panther's sister either could be the next Iron Man or the next person to find the next Iron Man. I, I oh, want, that's easy. She already found him. Bucky. No, no. I want her to be Iron Man. <laughs> Why can't there be more than one Iron Man? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why that's can't it. I be Iron Man? Discussion over. Goodbye. End of story. And, and it's, it's interesting with Wakanda's resources, too, and the Avengers. You know, they have the resources to fund the Avengers. Because That's Tony true. Stark and Robert Downey Jr. have to ride into the sunset at some point. Wouldn't a vibranium Iron Man be that, unstoppable? That's that's happened before, too. Yes. There's been yeah. vibranium Iron Man suits. And I'm sure... You know what I, that could be it? Adamantium Wolverine Iron Man. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll see vibranium... Clone. Iron Man in one of these Avengers movies. Oh I, man, I would, I would assume. That's cool. I mean, uh, I guess my question would be: Do you think they have it planned out, or they literally just want to get to the end of this and then figure uh, it out? Oh after? no, no, so no I, Kev, I, Kevin has like said it. that. Yeah, it is planned out. Oh, it is. Planned. He's okay. got plans going because we have <laughs> plans on plans. We have plans on plans on plans on plans. There are movies already kind of untitled and slated for release after the untitled Homecoming sequel, yep. untitled Guardians three sequel. Yep. Are the only two that are on the official slate. I'm sure they have tons of movies. And now with the Fox deal, There's I know Ke- more coming. Kevin Feige's personal stance is you know we're not doing anything until it's final. But they're making contingencies. It's the same thing with Spider Man with yep. Civil War. They had the contingency because they were told by the higher ups, heads up, we might be able to work with Sony here plan for having spider-man have right. have a script with spider-man and without spider-man that's yeah. crazy that and so crazy. and so they have the contingencies where i'm sure at the end of avengers 4 the x-men show up right or or something <laughs> something crazy like unreal that, so. that would, i mean my mind would blow up so, so you're you're so the um before before we get to my favorite time with krishner there's just one 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 last point and one interesting thing that i want to bring up the three of us there's have, three of us? Yeah. One, two, four. <laughs> have uh, repeatedly, for the last decade, have gone to Thursday night, Friday night showings of Marvel films. This, I think, is our first one where we collectively, the three of us said, hey, do you really want to spend $20, $25, go at night, see this movie, you know, and, and so forth. Be underwhelmed. Be underwhelmed. Yeah. Or do you want to go see it on a, a Saturday morning? And yep. the three of us unanimously said, yeah, it's just too on Saturday. Right. Um, do you think that is – why do you think that is? There's multiple multiple reasons, and I think the number one reason is superhero fatigue. Mm. There's only – like I said, 
at the beginning of the show, this is the 18th Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. So if, the, if you've gone to 18 Thursday night premieres, that's like 25 a pop. Hold on, hold on. I'm doing the math. 25 a doing pop for tickets. Mm. Let's say you get concessions too. That's probably 10, 15 a pop. So let's say it's 40 per person. So 40 times 18, Ravi, is... $720. You've spent $720 on premieres by itself. That's Marvel insane. owes me money. And mm. then that's not even, And then if you live in a city, that's not including parking, yep. gas, yep. time, yep. Uh, all that type of stuff. Over $1,000. Yeah. And, and so I, I think people just don't want to shell out the money at this point because it's not an event anymore. It's an obligation. Yeah. Right? For someone like me who's a completionist, it, it's, it's almost like an obligation that I have to see these movies. And I love Black Panther. Uh, you know, I thought it was a very good movie. But a lot of these Marvel movies haven't been very good. That, yep. They've been or Ragnarok. They've been very underwhelming. Overrated for sure. They've been very so, they've been mm. very underwhelming. Yep. And it's Black Panther is a, is the exception to the rule most of the time. We we're lucky if we get one of these MCU movies a year. And uh, to be honest though, I think we we still enjoyed it more because we saw it on a Saturday morning. I think you just have more energy. Yeah. Uh, you're not going after work, so you can give it your all of your attention, right? So you know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that would have made prior movies that we thought were garbage better. any better, yeah. but I think it automatically lowers the expectation. Less it's hype. not, it's not right. something you're looking forward to at right. the end of the day. Yeah. You're just getting it over with in the beginning. Yeah, you get to like reflect on it the rest of the day. Le- it's beautiful. Right, less hype too for me. Going on a Saturday morning, it wasn't like a typical Thursday night movie. Like we're building up to this during yeah. the week. It was just, you know, I had my week, and then it was like, oh, I also ha- get to see Black Panther yeah. on Saturday. It's more enjoyable than obligation. Mm-hmm. So agreed. I also so think we're just getting older. AMC <laughs> AMC has said that starting this summer, uh-oh, they may start increasing their prices specifically for late night movies, right? All times. Ugh. Well, I mean, that's and that, of course they are. I mean, that's not surprising. And I think that's because of what we did. It's our fault. Oh, we did. Uh, because we saw this one movie we on a Saturday. Well, so I, I will say this as well. We went at, you know, Saturday morning early, right? Yeah, that's true. The theater was still pretty packed. It wasn't empty. Right. Uh, so I, I will I will say that I think more and more people, and I would say five years ago, if you went to, or ten years ago, if you went to Definitely a... Definitely ten, yeah. If yeah. you went to a blockbuster, because when we were growing up, we used to go to Sunday morning movies all the time, right? That yes. was when... We would go after and we did our chores. Our parents let us out, and that, and <laughs> and so Sunday Sunday mornings we would go and we would see new movies right that had come out that right, week. But those theaters were empty. Those theaters were always yeah, empty. empty. And sure, we lived in you know in the country, Dairy, New Hampshire. We lived we lived in New Hampshire, which is a smaller area. But I would be willing to bet now because I also remember when I was home uh, a few weeks ago, right for Last Jedi. Not for Last Jedi. When I was home over the summer. I had my, my mom, dad, and I had tried to go see a movie Sunday morning. Thor. Uh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. the theater was packed. It was wow. sold out, right? We, we were sold out. We didn't see it. Wow. So, uh, so that in was Derry, the, New Hampshire. No, well, we went to Methuen, the okay. AMC in Methuen, and because yeah, yeah. we were sometimes that, that was still always empty as well. Yeah. But it wasn't on a Sunday morning, so I I do think it's shifting to early mornings. these earlier times as right. well. They've discovered our trick. <laughs> Bastard. Uh, all right, so everyone's favorite time. It's um, uh, yes, this is my time. Okay, guys, I think you'll agree with my uh, my my highly entertaining, hopefully, uh, fuck off segment. And that was Christian with <laughs> today. I uh, thank you, thank you, Mr. Producer. Thank you, Mr. Producer. Today, <laughs> today I want to. You no, I will never get through it. Okay, so today I want to tell the executives of Disney to fuck off. You Whoa. finally did something right by not messing with Ryan Coogler and his vision. We had an um, uh, we had a great Marvel movie. We all had fun. It didn't feel convoluted. Uh, it flowed very well. You allowed uh, you allowed the actors to shine. You allowed Ryan Coogler to shine. You allowed the soundtrack to shine. You didn't have to have a random, you know, Doctor Strange and Thor and all kinds of other Tom, random Dick, shit. And Harry. Yeah, exactly. Random shit. You didn't uh, have any Infinity Stone garbage. So, you know, Kevin Feige and the rest of you, well done. Fuck off. Keep fucking off, and we'll have great movies. Fuck <laughs> off. Uh, oh. Christian, that, that your, was amazing. Your point was uh, highly flawed. You said Christian's face is still red. This is amazing. <laughs> I, I, well, I just want to. I want to break apart his argument. No, he said, no, it's a perfect quote, argument. Ryan Coogler's vision. 
Paul Bettany wasn't in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so you're wrong, first off. Uh, first, well, it's Ryan Coogler's vision. So who took um, Ryan uh, Vision's place? Forrest Whitaker. That is the vision of Ryan We didn't Coogler. even talk about Forrest Whitaker. The show's coming to Gee, an end. What have you become? He was great. He redeemed what himself. He was not Saul Guerrero. Another, another character, another actor within Disney whose contract expired <laughs> while his characters in Disney's dead. Wait, so they use Black Panther to kill off all of these, oh, <laughs> these actors? Well, actually, wow. well, it's funny. Uh, you can go down the line and see how many actors from Black Panther have been in previous Disney movies. Almost all, all of them. them. Yeah, That makes sense. So Disney is huge. It, you have those huge... I, I'm, I'm interested to find out how many pictures... The Disney deals are for like these actors. And like, that's if it's like when Arjuna 15, went to law school, <laughs> 20 films, you know what I mean? Like, it's a ton because, like, Idris Elba, for example, has been in like almost every major Disney franchise. There was one year he was in four Disney movies, and I was like, What? What? Because Disney, I mean, Disney, Idris Elba is the man, and Disney knows that. That's true. He's it's, a it's, great, it's why great it's part of the reason that The Rock keeps getting movies, you know. Because he by himself will sell the stuff. Yeah, I Rampage. can't wait for Rampage. Oh, I, oh I do want to say this. Evelyn uh, saw the trailer from Rampage, and she was most excited for that it comes out on 420. <laughs> oh, wow. That was definitely intentional. <laughs> oh, for sure. All right, guys, I know so, what we're doing for 420. So so for those listening, this is you know this is our podcast. Was it good? It comes out whenever we kind of decide it to. Well, we, we try to go for the major releases of things we're interested in. And speaking of major releases, we are going to have another show for the uh, mid-season premiere of the final season of Star Wars Rebels. <laughs> so say we all. That's for We another have to show. see what happens to post-blind Kanan. Will Chris's he die or will he favorite not? Favorite character. Or will he become not blind anymore? No, Ravi. My favorite character? Click Clack. Bring back Click Clack. When he drew the booby in the sand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> drew a booby and, and called it a Death Star. I'm trying to close Genius. up the show in YouTube. I, what, I is, do, what is this? I do, I do find it funny <laughs> oh, for love God. that he tried to show them the Death Star and save billions of lives. And they're just like, why is he drawing a booby in the sand? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what is it? <laughs> oh, oh it's so dumb. <laughs> All right, I have to correct you real quick. There are so many opportunities for heroes in the Star Wars universe to have figured out the Death Star. Oh, this okay, no, I want no. We're, Rent we're, time. No, no, no. We're, we're closing up. Okay. What do you Ar- think of Rogue One? Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop. You're gonna get. So punched. as we are, uh, as you know, this is was it good? So I'd like everyone's yes or no on Black Panther. Let's do it how we did it uh, last week. How sure. did we do it? I don't remember. Arjuna, was it good? Yes. Ravi, you look good today. Thank you. Just kidding. Ravi, was Black Panther good? Yes. Was it good? It was good. Black Panther was good. Krishna. Was it good? Hell yeah. Black Panther was awesome. The there official stance of Bad Tacos on Black Panther? Good. We get millennials. We do get millennials. <laughs> and Black Panther was good. And with that, that is our second show. Thank you for listening. You can find us all over the place. Somebody do the social media drop because I'm blanking. It is uh, at... Actually, I forget what the, <laughs> the social media is. Just look up Bad Tacos on Facebook. You know, we have a, we have Twitter, a Patreon. Instagram. We're all over um, the place. Yeah. I know for Patreon is patreon.com uh, slash bad tacos. Bad tacos. Really simple. So. There we go. And we'll be back with, like Ravi said, Star Wars Rebels and, and some other interesting things. And uh, there we go. Goodbye. Famous for flaming you fucks, naming my way through the brush. There was no training or taming of me and my bra. Live like a man, but I'm animal raw. We are the murderers there. That went to jail and we murdered the murderers there. Then with the hell and discovered the devil delivered some hurt and despair. Used to have power to push. Now I smoke pounds of the push. Hold